Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Screws. Looks for that pass. It's picked off! Intercepted, and this time Cam Allen will work his way all the way. Touchdown. Welcome back, everybody, to the Behind the Rails podcast. I am your host, Travis Miller of HammerandRails.com. And with me is Purdue's all-time touchdown leader, Corey Sheets. And we're ready to talk about Purdue's 56-0 win over Indiana State. Not a lot to say there. And then look forward to Syracuse. So, what would you think, Corey? 56-0? No complaints. I mean, what a stomping. What a stomping. (laughs) (laughs) I think we went over the last time that you uh, you had quite the day against Indiana State uh, quite a while ago, but this one, not a single problem, really. I had no issues with it whatsoever. Um, you got to play four quarterbacks. How often do you play four quarterbacks in one game? I mean, not too often unless something really, really bad is going on. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some years where some really, really bad quarter quarterback luck has been happening at Purdue. I mean, never that bad, I hope. Uh, there there was one player that I did think stood out Um, it was later in the game but I think he's kind of he kind of used it as an audition for a larger role retro freshman freshman Devin Mockaby um, finished with 13 carries for 78 yards and a touchdown I recognize yes it's Indiana State yes it was in a massive blowout but six yards of carry is still pretty solid especially uh, when you're making your collegiate debut I mean, as a freshman, yeah, that's something to hang your hat on. Like, hey, you went out there, you almost, one, you was a leading rusher, right? Yes. And then, two, it's your first game playing. Like, you almost had 100 yards. That's the, that's the goal in every every running back when, you, uh, when you're first starting to play. You want to get 100 yards, and you go from there. You go from 100 to 200. He almost got it in his first shot. So, hey. <laughs> and he found the end zone, too, so. Big things from him. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. I thought he gave a little bit more of a burst than uh, Downing or Dogru had been giving. Uh, he was a little bit quicker, a little bit uh, more elusive and everything. And I think it's interesting to see if he'll get some uh, playing time here later in the season because I, I, I honestly think he earned it. I mean, you can't tell off of, what will you say, chunk yards <laughs> at the end of the game. <laughs> uh-huh. And – I mean, that's not the, the top tier team, but that's that's that gives them enough to take a look. I'm I'm, I'm sure that those coaches are watching the film, going over things that he probably was doing right and, and looking towards the future as well. Yeah, yeah, and there's always opportunity if you show you can play. So uh, that that's mostly what I'm looking forward to here. I mean, you know how things go. They can he can run as well as you want him to, but. He's at Purdue, so he's going to have to block at some point. That's what they really <laughs> is going to look forward to and see if he's ever going to be able to – well, Kyra be gone, but guys in the future, can he protect that backside or front side? Can he come up and fill that linebacker when he's blitzing? Things like that. That's what's going to show him and get him on the field, not if he can carry the ball. Right, and he is uh, six foot one ninety five, so that's some that's some decent size for a running back, and uh, you, you can hold your own there, especially if you add five ten pounds of muscle in the weight room too. And only a 
freshman. So that's exciting. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that the strength and conditioning coach is licking his chops at this one. Those are my uh, stats coming in. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Those numbers right there. Like, you couldn't wait to get me under that squat rack. <laughs> hey, y'all, we got to take a break right now to pay for some stuff. So we will be right back after this ad. The Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, concerts, events with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online research for all of your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that is B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Uh, I think the only other thing that really kind of stood out to me was uh, it's very, very clear that Aiden O'Connell and Charlie Jones have quite the rapport going right now. He Charlie Jones had himself another day, nine catches for 133 yards and three touchdowns. Do you think it can sometimes a quarterback can sometimes rely on one receiver a little bit too much, or is that you know with what Jones is doing so far is that pretty good? No, because at some point when you start playing a better team, that coach is going to know. All right, this is guy. Well, we're going bracket coverage him, put a man on top of him, have one always over the top, play like cloud covers this one guy, and he's going to have to find somebody else. And then that's going to show the depth at the wide receiver core. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Right now, Jones is Purdue's leading receiver with 21 receptions. The next highest receiver is Tyrone Tracy with only six. So uh, (laughs) that's a little bit skewed right now, but he has spread the ball around quite a bit. Uh, TJ Sheffield's got four, Payne Durham's got four, King Doru three, Brock Thompson three. And a couple of these guys didn't see a whole lot of action against Indiana State, so... I'm not too concerned yet, and I'm very pleased with Jones. But like you said, you get into better competition, somebody else is going to have to be ready. Exactly. So, you know, I always hated these, these type of games when I knew I wasn't going to play the whole game. It's like, then the, <laughs> I, I don't care if these freshmen going to get it. Like, I'm trying, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get mine off right now. This is, they can wait their turn next year. I'll be gone. <laughs> Well, it's funny you mentioned that because this week's opponent is the Syracuse Orange, and I believe it was during your redshirt year of 2004 that was the only time that we have played Syracuse, and it was a 51 to nothing blowout on a very, very warm Sunday afternoon. I remember it was Labor Day weekend, and it was a hot day at Rossage Stadium. Man, I don't even remember that, and I'm sure I was on the sideline dressed not worried about the damn game. <laughs> well, this was the season opener for 2004, so I that was your fre- true freshman year because you redshirted, didn't you? Oh yeah, I shoot. Then I was I was on the sideline, but I wasn't close. <laughs> yeah, that would have been the first game of your career, my friend. Man, I, don't, I honestly don't even remember that. <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't remember too much from my redshirt, like my true freshman year, other than. Like it was like little stuff here and there, 
But like the one thing that really stuck out to me was like the El Paso Bowl. Mm-hmm. And Tiller took us to this. Uh, it took he took us in the middle or nowhere to this farm. And like we were driving on a road. I don't know how the, the bus driver like knew to stay on the road because there were no lights. Like there weren't no street lights. <laughs> there weren't no house lights off in the distance. It was it was a pitch black road, like something out of a movie. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, it just makes a right, and the and the, the road turns from pavement to dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and we get to this farm, and when I tell you they serve the steaks the size of like the big plates in, in the pack. Uh huh. These were the best steaks I've ever had in my entire life. They were oh, huge. Was, yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> And you you still got to travel then with the team, even though you were a red shirt, and that's wonderful. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. No, that wasn't that wasn't something good. <laughs> <laughs> you got to travel with a team, and you know you're not about to play. I'd rather be at at, at campus having fun with the rest of the guys that got to stay. <laughs> oh, I hated that. <laughs> Well, I know that there's not a lot we can take away from a game that was uh, 18 years. Oh, my God. That's 18 years now. Oh, that's 18. Oh, 2004. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you just made me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> you feel old. I got a nephew getting married on Saturday. Oh, so. man. <laughs> but uh, anyway... Uh, I think the current incarnation of Syracuse is a team that would be after your own heart because they have a guy that they like to feed the football to. Uh, his name is Sean Tucker, and he's one of the best running backs in all of college football. Two, through two games so far this year, he's got 212 yards and two scores. He's also got 101 receiving yards and another touchdown. And last season, he put up some stats. 1,496 yards, 12 touchdowns on the ground. Another 255 and two scores through the air as a receiver. This guy's a stud, and you got to watch out for him. I mean, them type of numbers, whoo, defense. We're going to need you this week. We're going to need you to wrap up and uh, get this guy to the ground. And uh, the other thing that stands out is his quarterback is having a really, really good season. Uh, Garrett Schrader is his name. Schrader is the team's second leading rusher. He has 118 yards and three touchdowns through two games. And he is actually having himself quite a year throwing the ball, too. Uh, he ran for nearly 800 yards and 14 touchdowns last year, so he's definitely a dual threat. This year so far, he is at 523 yards and five touchdowns with no picks. And mm. in talking with the Syracuse blog, he's completing 80% of his passes. They are surprised at how well this guy is playing quarterback right now based on last year's numbers. Oh, they're firing on all cylinders, I see. <laughs> yeah, they they had a pretty surprising margin of victory in beating Syracuse, <clears throat> beating Louisville in week one. And then last week, they did the same that Purdue did last year. They went to UConn and blew out UConn. I mean, whew. <laughs> they out here putting up numbers. I mean, defense, like I said, off top, defense, offense and defense, shoot. <laughs> they're they holding I, I, teams to, to lows to 14 points and seven points. 
Awesome. And I think that UConn, I, I think UConn, you can kind of look at it a little bit like Purdue's game with Indiana State. It was the expected blowout, the expected result. Yeah, UConn's a little bit better this year than they were last year when Purdue beat them 49 to nothing. But this, it's still a team that Syracuse was expected to beat. The one that stands out to me is they start their season at home with a conference game against a decent Louisville team, and they, they really controlled the game. They won 31-7. to I mean, like I said, that team is they're playing like midseason form, it looks like. Quarterback's having a hell of a year already. The running back's doing his thing. Averaging, what, six? <laughs> uh, 6.8 yards of carry against Louisville, and then – I'm sure he didn't play much against uh, UConn, but another four. That's impressive. Yeah, they're, they're doing work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that combination of Schrader and uh, Tucker kind of reminds me of your first full year really playing when uh, Brandon Kirsch was a starter and kind of had that read option game going and Kirsch was still throwing it all a little bit. So – how much does it help when uh, that's just in sync where you don't really know which guy's going to take off with it? I mean, when you have a, a dual threat at quarterback and then the running back's doing pretty well, it's it's dangerous because you don't know who's going to break loose, especially if you mess around and you miss, miss your assignment by choosing the wrong guy, quarterback reads it right. Now he out the gate. There's nobody to account for the quarterback ever, unless it's a spy, but usually nobody's accounting for the quarterback, and then he's at least 15 yards down the field before anybody can get to him, so. And I know that you explained it, that when you have a quarterback run, it's that numbers game, you got the extra blocker out front, too, and that can make a huge difference. Exactly, so with that being said, a defense is going to have to be, be assignment football this week. You can't get uh, caught looking. <laughs> Now, they run a pretty unique defense. They run a 3-3-5 defense. Uh, how, do you, how do you look at that when you're on the offensive side of the ball and be like, okay, how are we going after this? I mean, you want to run the ball because it's only three people up front, so there's holes everywhere. But, again, mm-hmm. this is Purdue we're talking about, so they're going to throw into that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I kind of agree with you. <laughs> so, I mean, if if this – OC is worth a damn. He's going to throw underneath and in the middle. That's those only holes you're going to find. Do we got guys that can go across the middle? Has they proven that yet? I don't know. <laughs> it seems like that's a game where TJ Sheffield and uh, Tyrone Tracy can really shine too because that's kind of their role in the offense. Uh, it's not exactly Rondale Moore and, Dan- and uh, Jackson Anthrop the last couple of years, but Sheffield has shown some signs, and uh, hopefully he is good to go this week because I don't recall him doing much of anything this past week. I mean, he probably didn't, couldn't get into a rhythm. A wide receiver, unless you're coming out the gate firing on all cylinders, you got to get into a rhythm. And I didn't get the chance to watch the game fully, but uh, it seems like guys are coming in and out and sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you can't really get a rhythm like that playing a quarter, quarter and a half of football. Especially when you're up 42 nothing at halftime and you know the first team offense is going to be sitting the second half. Exactly. So, like, yeah, you got two quarters to shine, do your thing, and pretty much depending on what formation you know it or don't know, 
you might not even be in for two quarters. It might just be one. <laughs> well, it, it was it was interesting to see because the offense, you, you couldn't ask for much more out of Aiden O'Connell last week. 17 of 19, 211, four touchdowns, no picks. That's a good day at the office, especially when you're only playing half the game. I mean, great day at the office. Go out there, do what we need you to do, get off the field, stay injury-free. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and looking at the Syracuse defense, they actually had a pretty solid defense last year. They were number two in the ACC defensively. They got a lot of those key guys back. One of them that stands out is Garrett Williams, the defensive back. He has had uh, 19 pass defenses in his career, which is a pretty good number. And he was a third team all ACC selection last year. And then you have Michael Jones, who was a second-team All-ACC selection last year, 109 tackles as a linebacker. So, not is it not only is it an often or a defense that is poised for the pass, it's an experienced defense poised for the pass. I mean, yeah, they got some guys that's been there and done that. So, it's not going to be too many mistakes out there. They're going to know their assignments and know where know where each other are because they've been playing with each other for a while. And when you have a defense like that, things can happen that not necessarily are plays called. You know, sometimes you can like <clears throat> I know defensive guys that I talk to. If he knew a guy was going to be covering his back in the secondary, he'd take a chance on making that pick. Other times he might not, just because there's nobody back there. He don't know if he's going to be back there. But if you know somebody's got your back, yeah, you can. Hey, I'm about to take a chance if you come to me. And take that chance, you know, the, the guy covering you got you. Or just like on D-line, if a guy want to do a stunt because he know a guy's weak, coach ain't called it, hey, go help me with this stunt and come around with it, bang. If you know he's going to not bullshit you, so to speak, <laughs> <laughs> because that D-line is a little bit different monster. They coaches usually be a little rough on them, but if the stunt works, it's all love. It. You got it, it. All depends on if that guy to your left or to your right is going to work with you. Because if he don't work with you, you're going to be on film looking crazy. And then <laughs> when you get back that next Sunday or that Monday, <laughs> the coach will be like, "So what the hell is going on here?" <laughs> and you can't look like, "Hey, coach, I called a stunt. And he ain't do it. Did I call a stunt?" <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Y'all shouldn't have been doing no stunt. <laughs> And like you said earlier, it's like the defense is going to have to be ready because you've got two guys that are really, really effective at running the football out of the backfield here. And I think what surprised me the most is this was a very good running team last year. They were still five and seven. They kind of struggled in some close games. But now that they've got that passing element with a pretty good defense, I think this is a pretty tough, tough opponent, honestly. And you know what's crazy? I just thought about this. You have a team. <clears throat> you have a team that's has a solid ground game. You have a team that has a solid passing game. What the stats are not going to show you is that it seems like they have a, a a great O line in front of them. Because you can't do all of those things without having some guys up front keeping people away. <laughs> Uh, so far, when I was working on my preview today, so far I saw that Schrader's been sacked five times, and oh. he's uh, he was sacked a 
quite a few times last year, but again, if you're a running quarterback, you're probably going to take a couple more sacks than you normally would because you hold on to the ball just a little bit longer than you normally would. So I'm not, I'm not going to fault him for that. I mean, yeah, a lot of that, some of those numbers can be skewed. Hey, and I just, I just recently realized watching the game that uh, the sacks go against the passing, passing uh, stats now. No, uh, in college they go against the rushing stats. Okay, what was I watching? Was it an NFL game? It might have been an NFL. Game. Yeah, NFL. They go against the passing stats. Okay, well, I thought it was both ways. <laughs> I, I think anyway. I think one of the key things that's <clears throat> going to hurt Purdue, unfortunately, is uh, Jalen Graham is out. Uh, he's got a leg injury. He is out probably at least until the Minnesota game. And when he's that hybrid linebacker, safety, defensive back guy. Uh, that I, it just feels like he's a key guy for the defense in this type of game, honestly. Uh, who was that again? Jalen Graham, number six. Okay. I mean, next man up. It can't. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry the guy got hurt, but uh, you got to have that mentality, especially on defense, like because anybody can get hurt at any time and on both sides of the ball. But when something does happen, you can't. As a player, you gotta cheer for him when you're at home. But when it's time to focus on the game, hey, we can't worry about that guy that's hurt. We all we got right now. So, next man up. <laughs> well, I think that I think one thing that's encouraging is uh, we did have a guy fill in pretty well against uh, Indiana State. Sanusi Kane, a uh, junior out of New York, he had a solid game. He had seven tackles, a forced fumble, and a uh, half a tackle for loss against the Sycamores. Mm-hmm. Also had a pass breakup against Penn State, and he seemed to fill in quite nicely for Graham. I know Graham is the starter. He's the main guy there. He's the most experienced one, but it's good when you do have that next man up like Kane, and it seemed like he played pretty well against the Sycamores. Right, so... I mean, I mean, I gotta watch that game. I've been looking all over <laughs> everywhere, <for> like, <laughs> like I can't find it nowhere. Like it's crazy. It's probably on BTN. Uh, if you got like the Big Ten Network package, you might be able to find it there. So um, I know I sometimes they have the old games on uh, YouTube TV as well. Like you can just go in and search Purdue football, and it'll bring up all the old ones that you can uh, as many of the old ones as you can bring up. I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, what what further thoughts do you have on Syracuse here? I mean, this is going to be a, a game where our offense is going to be tested and our defense is going to be tested. I'm not sure how to, how they are on special teams, but I'm pretty sure they're doing pretty well. If the offense and defense are running like they're running, the special teams can't be too far behind. <laughs> Well, it's funny you mentioned that because they actually have one of the most decorated kickers in college football history. <laughs> well, so we're going to get a lot of deep balls or punts, <laughs> and we're going to get a lot of balls kicked into the end zone on kickoff if they score. Uh, yeah, uh, the <clears throat> kicker's name is Andre Andre Smith, and that's S-Z-M-Y-T. I think it's Smith, and uh, – he is back for his fifth year. He took that uh, COVID year where he could play an extra season. Mm-hmm. And he has done quite well in his career. He won the Lou Groza Award as a true freshman in 2018 as the nation's best kicker. He hit 30 field goals in one season. 
Oh, so he's going to be one of those guys called in. People are like, who? A kicker? Yeah, this guy can kick his ass off. He... <laughs> Watch. <laughs> oh, he, man. he was he, he was 30 of 34 that year. He was 17 of 20 the next year, 9 of 11 during the COVID season. Slacked off to about 9 of 14 last year, but so far this year, 3 of 3. And he's solid. He's got range. He's got a career long of 54. Mm. Uh, I, I like Mitchell Finneran. He's a good kicker, but this guy's been around a while. He is not going to get shook. <laughs> I mean, whew, I'm some numbers right there. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look it up earlier today. If he gets 20 more field goals, which given this guy's career is entirely possible, he will tie the uh, FBS record for most field goals in a career from anybody. Damn. That's... Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you hit thirty as a freshman. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of field goals. I mean, all that means is that you get in. Well, nah, not even because he's kicking him from half the field. So I can't even see he's getting in range. <laughs> <laughs> kicking him from. Hey, coach, don't worry about. It. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sound man. like a Danny Hope when he had uh, when he had Carson Wiggs right after you right after you had left mm-hmm. and. Uh, Wiggs was he supposedly could hit from 70 and he did hit from 59 in a game and I think he hit from 70 in the spring game once but again that's the spring game you're not going to get like a full rush in a spring game right ain't nobody you got time they like all right you good yeah <laughs> <laughs> snap the ball nobody touch you nothing <laughs> But man, oh, yes. man, this is gonna be a fun game. Is that uh, where is it? Uh, it was an away game too. Yeah, this is yep. gonna be a fun game. Hopefully, we can take the crowd out of it sooner rather than later. Now, is there much difference between playing in a dome and playing outdoors? Because Syracuse has got their own dome stadium, so it, it's the rare indoor game for us. I mean, it depends on which dome you're uh, playing in that day. You can play in a quiet dome, like. We played in Minnesota one year, or you can play in a dome that's going crazy and you don't quiet them until the end of the game. <laughs> you did that one year. <laughs> so it depends on which dome shows up. If a lot of people is there and, and we are letting them do what they want, it's going to be hell for the offense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's critical that the offense – comes out you can't make any mistakes early i would love to see this team go out and just take an early, make an early statement like they did at missouri in 2017 when purdue was up 21 to nothing after the first play of the second quarter and just completely took the crowd out of the game from the get-go so we'll see what happens here uh do you have any other final thoughts here before we wrap this thing up coach run the ball <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> Run the ball. I promise you, you won't be mad. I'll see if I can look up uh, Brom's email address and just email him a link to the podcast here. That way he can get that coaching advice. So he needs to have you come back and be the running backs coach, man. I mean, I would love to do that. That'd be great. I wouldn't mind uh, (laughs) coaching some of these guys because I promise you, some of these runs, I'd be like, oh, my God, if you was just – I can tell. I can tell. I'm not going to criticize the coach, but I can tell like he's not making you do these things until it ingrained in your head because, ah, 
I'm gonna trust you, man. <laughs> if I was a coach, you yeah, you get it right the second time. <laughs> all righty. Well, that is uh, that's all we really have. What's your what's your pick for Sunday Saturday? Come on, then? man, go to black. <laughs> we don't do Syracuse. Plus, I went up there for for a camp, and I killed everybody there. They was talking to the guys I was mossing. I couldn't understand it. Like, you're not talking to me, but I just destroyed this whole team, and we won the whole thing. Like, the whole tournament they had. <laughs> and I was the MVP, and they talking to the other guy. I was like, couldn't understand it. So, no, Purdue. I don't care who, who Syracuse play, Purdue. <laughs> was- I, I love bringing back the, the 18, 19, 20-year-old beef there. That's wonderful. That's Man. fantastic. I, I still got one with I still I'm still mad at Michigan State. We can we can talk about that Michigan State week. Do we play them? Uh, not this year. Well, we might if we make the if we both make the Big Ten championship game. So all right, we'll save that story for another day then, though. Right. <laughs> we'll we'll have to do conference stories here when uh, when we get into the conference season again here in a few weeks. That'll work. <laughs> this is a doozy. <laughs> All righty. Well, for Corey and myself, I'm Travis Miller of HammerandRails.com. We thank you for listening. We'll hopefully be back on our two podcasts per week uh, schedule next week. We just did one this week because, hey, what are we going to talk about? We blew out Indiana State. So, uh, <laughs> we uh, again, we thank you for listening and uh, boiler up, everyone. BTFU, we're out. The Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.